from API, this is Energy Tomorrow Radio, your source for information and conversation about the most important energy issues of the day. Welcome to Energy Tomorrow Radio. I'm your host, Jane Van Ryan. Many small businesses today are straining under a sharp rise in external costs. Fuel prices are up, state and federal taxes continue to climb, and raw materials are becoming more costly. To explain how businesses are coping under these pressures and how their actions affect consumers, we've invited Karen Kerrigan to join us today. She is President and CEO of the Small Business and Entrepreneurship Council. Welcome, Karen. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. Well, we're very glad to have you. Now, your organization is an advocate for policies and economic conditions that favor business development. But with today's fuel prices, taxes, and other external costs, just how are small businesses faring? Well, you know, it's it's very, very difficult right now. Times are extremely challenging um, because, um, of course, there's the backdrop of, of the current economic conditions, which are uh, uncertain uh, uh, at best. Uh, and in addition to that, you have uh, business owners that are facing higher costs on many fronts, uh, external costs, and largely costs they don't have control over. Uh, health insurance costs uh, continue to rise. Um, certainly uh, uh, fuel costs uh, and energy costs are going up. And then in addition to that, you have um, at the state and the local level, uh, you have a variety of different types of, of taxes or tax increases that officials at those levels are looking at in order to make up for budget shortfalls at the state level. And largely they're looking at the business community uh, with respect to higher taxes. So um, uh, they don't have control over a lot of these costs, and that uh, naturally makes uh, business owners uh, very concerned, uh, very wary, Again, particularly given the slowdown in the economy and also um, working in a highly competitive uh, global global market. Well, then how are small businesses coping since there's not much they can do to reduce a lot of these costs? Well, they're doing the best that they can. And, and I, I have to say in one respect that the very competitive international uh, climate uh, has made business owners pay more attention to their costs on a regular basis. So that, that certainly made them very cost-conscious in terms of what they do on a day-to-day basis. But on the other hand, um, uh, there's a slowdown in, in a lot of what they are doing to invest and improve in their businesses and to make them more competitive. For example, um, you know, they're holding on to that capital that they have, capital that they may have invested into their business, uh, capital that they may have had to hire a new worker or to hire uh, additional workers, perhaps marketing capital. So they're squeezing, they're holding on uh, to more of their capital, which means they're, they're squeezing costs. They're operating uh, a bit more uh, or, or trying to operate a bit more efficiently, uh, but they are being affected. And in some instances, uh, they do have to raise prices. And, of course, uh, that's the last thing that they want to do, again, given the fact that we are in a very competitive global environment, and this affects their competitiveness. You know, it's also been said, and I've read this many times over the past 20 or 30 years, that small businesses have a huge impact on job creation in this country. 
Are these higher operating costs threatening job creation and, in fact, overall economic growth? Oh, absolutely. And and you are correct. I mean, small businesses are the engine that create jobs in this country. 80 to 100 percent of all new jobs that are created in the United States over the past decade have been created by small businesses. In addition, they are the innovators. I mean, most of the innovation comes from small and entrepreneurial firms. So certainly we depend on small businesses as a vital source of the economic growth in this country. You know, all these things, you know, higher costs uh, that impact their bottom line. Again, they have less resources to put into hiring new people to grow uh, and to compete, less resources to give them the type of, you know, benefits or health care that they need in order to attract and retain good workers uh, to keep their businesses growing, uh, less resources to put into uh, investment and innovation. So when small businesses are under this type of strain, certainly it does uh, impact our economy as a whole. Well, is there something that should be done to help certain sectors of the economy, perhaps independent truckers, for example, who recently staged a strike? Uh, or are there, is there anything that government or that consumers can do uh, to help businesses that might consider themselves to be in trouble? Well, there is, there is a lot that government can do at the federal level, at the state and the local level. And unfortunately, what we see them now is doing a lot of the wrong things. That is imposing, uh, I mean, looking to, for example, increase more taxes on businesses. It's not going to certainly allow businesses to have more of their resources to invest and grow. I mean, you talk about the independent truckers who are rightfully very concerned about the high cost of gas and their ability to uh, to make any type of profits and, and do what they need to do to uh, eke out uh, a decent living. And, you know, we said, look at it. The quickest thing that government officials can do, both at the federal level and the state level, to help independent truckers, or, or all consumers for that matter, is look at ways of perhaps suspending or even eliminating the gas tax. I mean, that's a huge chunk of what uh, uh, gas consumers pay uh, is, is in taxes. So certainly, um, you know, government can look at what it has control over uh, and accelerate uh, policymaking in that regard. And I think the other thing that government uh, can do is, is look at what they can do to make the environment more certain. And if you look at, for example, what helped us get into this, um, into economic growth, I mean, a lot of the tax incentives and the tax relief that was provided to small businesses certainly allowed them to invest and to grow and to keep the economy humming. But these tax incentives or these tax relief, uh, they were temporary and not permanent. So we're saying to officials, look at why can't you make some of these tax relief items permanent that will give more certainty to businesses. They'll know they have this capital to grow in the future, and that will add to more certainty in the economy, greater uh, growth in our economy, and take the sting Uh, out of this slowdown or perhaps recession that we're going into. Well, you mentioned a couple of things there that I probably should comment on. First of all, you're absolutely right. Certainty is critically important when when businesses are trying to make long-term decisions. Um, And with regard to the state and federal gasoline taxes, there's another issue there, which has to do with the fact that most of that money goes into the highway trust fund, and of course, without those taxes, you may not have what you need for road construction. So that's an issue as well. Um, So this tax issue is something that comes up among a lot of different groups in very different ways. And right now, of course, taxes are an issue for the petroleum industry. 
The House of Representatives recently passed a bill that would raise taxes on major oil companies. And I, as I recall, your group spoke out against that bill, correct? Well, we did speak out about that, uh, that bill, and we were very concerned about that being a potential solution. And, and here's why. Uh, in the past, uh, you know, we have seen that when um, higher taxes or even price controls, you know, for that matter, are imposed on on uh, the industry or, or from any on any industry, uh, for that matter, that that has resulted in higher prices for small firms, higher prices for consumers in the end, and so we don't think that is necessarily a, a productive solution. Um, what we're looking for are solutions that are going to allow the industry uh, to have the resources it needs to invest, to produce, to create more supply. Uh, And from our perspective, that will result in lower prices for small business owners with respect to gas or energy. Well, in addition to your idea of giving some relief to small businesses, particularly truckers, when it comes to state and federal excise taxes on fuels, what other recommendations do you have? Well, anything that they do, they should be saying, look, is this going to be harmful to small businesses and harmful to consumers? And if it is, the first thing that we should do is do no harm. And so, again, our concern is that federal, state, and local officials should be looking at all of their policies that they're pushing at, looking at pushing or advancing and saying to themselves, is this going to impose more cost on businesses? Is this going to make them less competitive in the global marketplace? Is this going to potentially lead to higher consumer prices? And in the end, is this going to help, um, you know, turn the economy around? So what we've done is gone out to state and local officials and said, look at anything that you're doing that would impose more mandates, impose more costs on small businesses, this is going to have an effect not only on your state economies uh, and not only on your business community and consumers, but also could have a potential impact on your state budgets as well. That means less revenue uh, will come in uh, uh, for you, uh, you know, to work with in terms of the programs that are needing. So, again, I mean, the solution is quite simple. First, do no harm. What can you do to help business owners and entrepreneurs as opposed to hurt them? And that means don't impose more costs. Uh, on on the business sector. Well, to close out our interview today, Karen, I want to ask you again about fuel costs. What are you saying to your members, to small businesses, to help them cope with fuel costs today? We're telling them to hang in there (laughs) and really to to do what they can in terms of squeezing more efficiencies out of their businesses. But look, we also are telling them this is an opportunity for you to become more uh, politically active in this debate and to and to let your voice be heard. Um, you know, we continue to tell them that, you know, all of these external costs that you don't have control over largely are caused by bad policy, misguided policy, or outdated policy at the federal, state, and local level. Therefore, it's more important than ever that these entrepreneurs and these business owners become very active Uh, in our organization or any other type of business organization to let their voice be heard. And certainly that will be uh, the case uh, in the upcoming elections where they can really weigh in on some of these critical uh, policy initiatives and policy proposals that the major uh, presidential uh, candidates are proposing at this time. So, 
um, we're telling them not to give up, to hang in there, that, um, you know, they'll make it through, but it's up to them to really make a difference in terms of where energy policy goes in the future, and that means to weigh in, let your voice be heard, and become very active um, uh, in this debate, particularly uh, with the upcoming election. Excellent point. Karen Kerrigan, thank you so much for joining us today on Energy Tomorrow Radio. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio, brought to you by the people of America's oil and natural gas industry. For more information about this podcast or to submit questions for future shows, visit energytomorrow.org. That's energytomorrow.org.